This episode of The Canadian Expat was originally produced on video for YouTube. To watch the video, go to YouTube and search for Canadian Expat. When we first started out on this road to find Canadian expats that would be willing to share their story with the greater expat community, we didn't even consider someone like our first guest, Kyle. And I don't know why, because it totally makes sense that we would find individuals like him that have stories to tell. And Kyle is a Canadian, but he's a naturalized Canadian. He was born in, of all places, Hawaii, but like many Canadians abroad, ended up marrying a foreigner who just happened to be a Canadian from BC, actually. And subsequently, Kyle gained Canadian citizenship. And as interesting as all of that is, there's more to the story. You see, Kyle's wife is a diplomat. She works for Global Affairs Canada, and in the past 19 years, they have been married. They have moved eight times altogether. They are currently living in New Delhi, India, but I caught up with Kyle in Hawaii. Kyle, welcome to the Canadian Expat. Hi, thanks. Hey, Kyle, you know, you are what some would call an, a trailing spouse, a, a partner that is pulled from one place to another. And I, I really would like to talk a bit about that. It can be kind of a difficult position, really, can't it? It can, absolutely. I, I generally refer to myself as a trophy spouse, uh, but, tr but trailing spouse is the technical term, yes. <laughs> One of the hard things that I've heard it can be is that um, your spouse, of course, your your wife in this case, uh, goes to work and there's that support group at work um, where that support group might not be in place for for you at home. How do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, she she comes into a job knowing you know at least one or two people where she's going to be and has you know her work which even though it changes country to country is effectively still the same job at the end of the day you know she has the same email address she interacts with the same people uh you know albeit in different roles around the world and for me coming into it 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 really does require that i just kind of put myself out there and and find people and and make friends and build relationships quickly I think it's a, I think it's a really unique thing about being an expat, especially in the way that uh, that we live in. That people like me become very comfortable with sharing things that you wouldn't normally talk about in polite conversation. Um, you know, within a couple hours of meeting someone, you're talking about you know the weird things that are happening to your stomach because of the new foods or the new bugs that you're being exposed to. So it it it, it it's almost like speed dating for friendships. Right. Ah, it's it sounds like a, an awesome experience, though. I mean, you said you've lived in eight different places. Where have you been? Uh, we met originally in New Zealand. We were both in graduate school there, and uh, and then we've lived in Vancouver twice, in Ottawa twice, uh, in the states a couple of times, once in Hawaii, uh, and then you know more further afield in China and now in India. Very cool. How's India? Uh, India's okay. You know, it's uh, it, it's a it's a fascinating place. It I I didn't grow up in Canada. I didn't uh, grow up with that Indian population as being part of my normal world. Uh, you know, if you grow up somewhere like Toronto or Greater Vancouver, uh, or 
I mean, really anywhere now, there is a, a fairly large percentage of the population that's made up of people from from the Indian subcontinent. And in Hawaii, there is no one. Uh, I, I knew one lady growing up who was from India. And so it just, it has never really been a part of my life or something that I related to or thought about. And so landing in India for the first time was a really big uh, cultural shift for me. And it took took a lot to kind of wrap my head around the way things were and the way that uh, life functioned in India. We sort of expected it to be similar to China, and we were in a fairly remote part of China, um, all things being equal for China, uh, and sort of expected it to be a similar kind of experience and found that it really, really was not um, a similar experience in, in the way that day-to-day life ran. So. Wow. It, now, I understand that you're a, you're a teacher as well. Are you employed in India currently as a teacher, or how does that work? I am, yeah. I teach at one of the international schools, okay. and uh, I'm a science teacher. And so I really enjoy that. And that's for me, that, that's nice because it gives uh, me, as well as the family, a, a second place to go outside of just the Canadian sphere um, that we generally spend most of our time in. But it gives us some time at the at the international school where we also have a, a group of friends and it, it gives me a community to interact with and people who do the same thing that I do. And, you know, many of them are full expat teachers. I mean, that's how they spend their life is moving around the world, teaching at different schools. But there are a number that, you know, come from different uh, embassies and are also, um, <clears throat> they're in the same capacity that I am, you know, following a spouse and finding work as they can in different countries. Right. And then um, at, at some point, again, it would be difficult because you'll, invariably, you'll have to pull yourself from those friendships and those relationships, pull up roots and leave. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, uh, it, it was, it's always challenging for my wife and I, but I think that now it's actually hitting the point where it's becoming much more challenging for our children, uh, as they will have two in middle school next year and it makes it, uh, and one still in elementary and it makes it quite a bit uh, more challenging for them. You know, they have deeper and more meaningful relationships with their friends, uh, much more so when they were small and we could just kind of pluck them up and throw them on a plane and tell them they lived in this new place now. Right. So, so how do you deal with some of the issues that you have with your kids? Do, do they, I, I guess, um, express some of that uh, difficulty or is that still too young to see much of that? Uh, when we left Canada most recently to move to India, uh, it was it was hard. It was hard on our son. He had a really... Uh, on our oldest son. He had a really tight friend group, uh, you know, kids that he had spent two years with and he was really good friends with. And we're really lucky that with, you know, the internet and connectivity that, you know, he sits and plays Fortnite with them now. He, uh, you know, he, he, he talks to them online, you know, they talk to each other on Instagram. And uh, so it's, it's easier, but definitely at the time of leaving, it was really challenging. You know, we had to kind of build these pieces up and they're, Invariably, there there are kids, you know, whether it's our child or someone else, who begins that process of pulling themselves out of the out of the relationship before uh, we end up moving, and that's that's really hard for anyone, much less a kid, to deal with. You know, that all of a sudden your best friend is is refusing to talk to you because they're trying to deal with their own emotions of not having you in their life anymore. And that was that was a hard piece for our son to deal with because one of his really close friends just kind of went, nope, I'm all done. And, and uh, you know, it took, took a little while for them to kind of redevelop 
a relationship over the years that we've now been in India and to kind of come to grips with the new way that the relationship was going to be. Sure. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging. I expect it to be uh, very challenging when we leave India as well, because all of our kids will be at an age where they have, you know, really robust relationships. And how many kids do you have now? We have three. Three. Okay. So I guess they have each other, if nothing else. It could be a, a tenuous... Yeah, they're good for fighting with each other. <laughs> right, sure, I guess. Okay. Right. But... They do. They get along, definitely. I think, I think there, there are coping mechanisms. Uh, you know, this summer I've lost a, a number of really close friends who are either moving away from the school or moving away from the mission. Uh, you know, and some of them are moving back to Canada and some of them are moving to other parts of the world, you know, to, to pursue new adventures. And it's it's challenging. You know, there are, there are absolutely, even at the adult level, there are tears when we, when we say goodbye, you know, it's, it's a really intense, uh, rapidly formed friendship. And, uh, you know, and, and when you get a good relationship, a good friendship with somebody that you can trust and that you can hang out with and that it all, uh, you know, it, it clicks and it works well, it's, it's, it's a bummer to see them go. But, you know, we're, we're lucky, as I said, in this day and age and that we can keep up and we can continue to follow each other and, and go and visit and go and see people. And, and that helps, but it's, yeah, it's, it's always, it's always challenging. And then you have to move on to, to find new friends. And at some point we're going to be the leavers. We're going to be the ones that are, that are going away and everyone else is going to have to say goodbye to us as we go on to our new adventure. And right. that's, a, that's the other side of it. Yeah. Now with your wife working within the diplomatic cord, is there support systems and resources to be able to draw upon from from that organization, from the, the from Global Affairs Canada, uh, there is some there. There are some uh, Global Affairs groups that work to help spouses, and there are some um, there are some training options and things like that that we get access to. But not um, you know, there's there's no job set aside or support or counseling or anything like that. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, people have to make a commitment to this lifestyle when they choose to do it. And, and, you know, there's ups and downs. And as my wife and always, and I always say, it's, it's team us when we land there, you know, and we, we, we circle the wagons and we, we bring the family all together when we land in a new place. And, and it reminds us of what's important. And that is that, you know, the five of us are doing this together and that we're all in it and have to support each other as we move and do things. You would, mentioned in some of our correspondence uh, in, uh, that uh, there's a few, a few things that, that you'd impart on others that are traveling abroad and being flexible and, and being able to adjust to, to life in a new country. Can you expand a little bit about uh, that sort of advice? Sure. I, <clears throat> I mean, and it's what I said. I, I always get asked why I would ever leave Hawaii. Uh, you know, how could I ever choose to go somewhere other than Hawaii? And I, one of the things I always say is, how could you not choose to travel and not choose to go and see the world? There's so much of it out there. And <clears throat> every time we go somewhere new, it just makes us uh, want to go and see more and go and experience more of the world. Uh, and at the same time, there's nothing that's ever going to be just like Hawaii. Uh, there's nothing that's ever going to be like uh, you know, sitting on the rocks, you know, in BC on Vancouver Island and looking out at the passage and watching uh, orcas go by. You know, there's nothing like that in the world. 
Uh, and so to try and find somewhere and to try and always compare it, you're, you're always going to come up short. And so my motto has always been just to appreciate the, the beauty and the great things about wherever I am. And, and no matter if I'm in Hawaii or if I'm in Vancouver or if I'm in Delhi, there's always going to be things that frustrate me. Uh, you know, whether it's the traffic in, in, in Vancouver or the, well, the traffic in Delhi for that matter. Uh, but it, there, there are always challenges and, <clears throat> and finding something that, that makes you smile and that brings you joy and, and maybe finding ways to laugh at the frustrations are the only way to, to survive when you're overseas. Kyle, thank you very much for joining us. I, I don't want to take up a lot of your time. Um, thanks again. I'll let you get back to your family. Um, enjoy the rest of your holiday in, in Hawaii, and I hope uh, you have a safe trip back to Delhi. Great. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And so with that, if, I'd like to thank everyone for watching uh, the video today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. And if you want to participate in one of these videos, please comment below and we'd love to interview on the Canadian Expat. Mm -hmm.